Top Hill Recording Podcast, episode 192. Our guest tonight, Grackle. I'll wait for the dream to run its course, but strangely, I am not asleep. Awoken from a hazy bit of mist, uncertain what is coming next. I am fighting with the window to open wide, suffocating on the dust of the day. We are living in the suburbs of Babylon. I don't think that I can understand what you From the inside out, we see clearer than an anti-glass. I am fighting with the window to open wide, suffocating on the dust of the day. We are living in the suburbs of Babylon. I don't think that I can understand what you
just misplaced The rising waters washed away the leak Running out of peace of mind Running from the beast inside Causes unaffected is disaffected I am swept away within the time It built an artificial Some things were done in haste, avoiding any waste. He disappeared and left his children once again. Running out of peace of mind. Running from the beast inside. Senses disaffected I am swept away within the time All we are is empty All we were was simple charlatans All we hear is hearsay All we see is sowing back and forth
Is it Grackle Trio or Grackle? <laughs> tonight, tonight it's Grackle Trio, but it's not always Grackle Trio. All right, so I should just say Grackle. So, hey, you guys, how y'all doing tonight? Great. Nice. Good. Steve Fantastic. Yeah. You all sounded great. Like, very, love very good. the Thank tunes. You. Great. Thank I know you. I said it after every song, but the strings are incredible. They sound great. Great singing, by the way, too. I know I haven't said that, but the songs are well written. Really liked them, but the strings are killer. Uh, I know you all mentioned that you normally play with the 
a bigger band, so the strings kind of shine today a little bit more. So what, how big of a band do you normally play with? We're normally a five, two, six piece band uh, with a rhythm section, bass and drums, and uh, a second vocalist. Okay, second cool. vocalist. Yeah, second vocalist. I can imagine with uh, all the all the stuff going on with the the separate um, string harmonies, and I couldn't imagine what a second vocal I'd, could add. Yeah, it'd be right. I love the you could do all kinds the of tunes. Tricks. Yeah, they're very like uh, kind of reminds me like kind of musical theater, not in a bad way. It's just like this very like uh, very dynamic tunes, especially I think the way you were doing it with just the three of you with the strings. It was very much that. I loved it. Yeah, awesome. Like take you on a little journey. <laughs> All right. So uh, for first timers, and especially since it's broken down to the trio tonight, uh, we'll go back to the original question of, of what kind of got us started in this podcast 192 episodes ago uh, and, and ask you, when was it in your life, uh, it takes all the way back as early as you can remember, that you knew music was going to be a thing that you were going to be doing, that it was important to you, that it just took you and grabbed you in a different way. Uh, than maybe it did other people. Um, I guess, Myra, Miss Myra, we'll start with you. <laughs> you knew that was coming. You knew I was going to start with you. I have to say probably day one. <laughs> yeah. My mother was a concert pianist and a singer. Oh, she wanted wow. to be an odd opera singer. But um, she sat me at the piano when I was old enough to sit up. So music has always been a big part of my life. No kidding. So, what? I mean, that's insane. Yeah. I don't know if we've ever had anybody that's had a, a mother or a parent in general that, that's been a trained opera musician. So you were always doing it. It was always in the house. Always. You, you heard it before you were born. You are probably yes. one of those. So your first instrument was piano. Um, it, yes, but my first formal training with lessons and things was violin. Okay. And that was just something you always stuck with? That and then in middle school, I branched out to the saxophone. And then when I was in college, I learned the more instruments to play that you play, the more money that you will make. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I learned oh, yeah. to play all of them or many of them. Uh, and then I taught private lessons on a lot of them for many, many years. Oh, I could see it when she walked in the door. She was a musical assassin. I could <laughs> see it. I She's the only sa uh, saxophone violin player I know, actually. I, I was going to well, say, I don't know that I know another When one. you tackle uh, wood and strings, you got the basis covered. You can do everything. Because, you know, I, generally it's, hey, if you learn strings, you can learn all strings. Uh, or I hear if you can kind of figure out with woodwind instruments, you can somewhat figured out with others to have both of those that's pretty special that's pretty crazy but not brass brass made my lips swell up in college when i had to <laughs> take it and i was like i'm not playing brass anymore. no brass you're just you were just allergic to it that was all it was the metal it wasn't it wasn't anything else i'm sure that's awesome that's crazy i knew it i knew it did I, you know could you sense it i mean i feel like any most of the time i feel like when people play the violin or like a the cello. I, mean, I feel like you have professional training to some extent, like to play it with any yeah. proficiency. I figured you had played quite a while. So, but uh, from day one, day one <laughs> I, dude. that's a long time. Day one, that's awesome. Do you play the? Do you mean do you play the piano too, or really just kind of stick to to the violin now, or do you still play a bunch of everything? I play piano a little. Um, I mostly give lessons and teach uh, piano back when I don't teach anymore, but. Uh, mostly just play the violin and then saxophone or the my two main 
instruments. She still plays sax. <laughs> she plays in this band on sax. Yeah. Oh my gosh, yes, she I does. Bet it's ridiculous. Very well. I bet it's ridiculous. I bet you hang on it. Secret weapon. I know. I wish you would have brought the sack. The secret <laughs> weapon. I wish you would have played both at the same time. How about that? It's too loud. <laughs> I want you to play a double care, uh, careless whisper solo on both at the same time. <laughs> you could do it. I can see it. The gauntlet has been laid down. <laughs> right, I think I'll pass. All that'll be. <laughs> man, ruin my dream, but it's, it's okay. Steve, what about you? When when did you feel like getting started? Um, kind of like Myra, I was a piano lesson kid. Um, the story I'm told, because I don't really remember it, is that I pestered my parents for piano lessons. Huh. Um, as opposed to my brother brothers who were sort of forced into taking piano lessons. Older brothers? Kind of, younger brothers. Younger brothers. So, so they kind of came up behind me and that was that was not what they wanted to do the same way. That's interesting. Are you the oldest? I'm the oldest of three, <clears throat> three boys. Know, that's yeah. weird because I've generally it's the younger brothers that get forced yep. or, or that are that are pestering because their older brother got forced and their older brother is having to do it. But the younger brother thinks the older brother's so cool that they want to do it because the older brother's doing it. It's interesting that you were the one begging to do it. Yeah. They, huh. they both took lessons. Um, and my middle brother, uh, Dan, is quite an accomplished drummer. So okay. he, he, he went that direction. Um, and youngest brother, he's an excellent accountant. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, my gosh. So... Um, did you play anything else or was it always piano? Always It was like eight years of piano lessons. Um, and then I hit sort of middle school, high school, and I picked up the saxophone. Like Myra picked up the saxophone. So I played uh, middle middle school and high school, played sax, really put the keyboards down. I was like no longer really? interested. Yeah, I was no longer interested in them. I was completely sax, sax, sax. And then um, got to college and played in the university jazz ensemble. Okay. saxophone. Where'd you go to college? Uh, Vanderbilt. Oh, cool. Uh, wow, my yeah. goodness. And I was meeting like zero women in the University Jazz Ensemble. Who which, cares? That, you're at Vanderbilt. Well, well, that was kind of my dream. <laughs> was I, I cared a heck of a lot because that, you know, <laughs> that was one of my like prime prime things, you know, the kind of, you know, my parents don't watch this video. I was like, that was a, definitely ahead of grades. Yeah, so, I mean, come on, SEC school, you need, yeah, uh, I get it. Right, right. Um, so I, pl I played a lot of saxophone and then, um, I, the, the key though, and this is, this is advice for, for all these young people watching the show, but, uh, I joined the choir and I'd never done singing or anything like that before, but I joined the choir and that's a great place to meet women. Yeah, a lot of women in choir. And then we'll write I did. that I met my wife in the choir. So Don't like, choir. I would have written that down a long time ago. Yeah, join yeah. choir. That's where I met my wife. My wife, who is uh, in the band and and sings with us and has sang off and on with me for oh, many cool. years. Awesome. Man, I wish I would have known that. I was in engineering school, so I had the same problem. <laughs> yeah. But you could still like, have joined the choir in engineering school. I know, school. man. I wish I would have known that. I know. 20 years ago. It's like ago. a secret thing. But uh, now that I'm you know, married off or whatever, I can share that, that yeah. collected wisdom. Amen. You know, there's a lot of people that would appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Mr. Travis, what about you? <clears throat> well, my, I guess my journey was a little bit different. Um, so I, uh, my, neither of my parents are musicians. Um, my grandfather, my dad's dad, he was, he's a, he was an excellent um, jazz reed player, saxophone player, clarinet player. Um, so I kind of grew up kind of knowing that sort of, but it wasn't really something that, was talked about a ton. I know he, he gigged with all kinds of groups and, you know, jazz bands and stuff, but really what grabbed me was, um, it was, I think it was fourth grade and the Louisville orchestra came to my elementary school 
and they played this little show for kids, you know, whatever it was. I, I honestly don't remember what songs they played, but that grabbed me in a way that I was like, that is the coolest thing I've ever seen, and I want to play violin. <laughs> and so I came home and I told my parents that that was the coolest thing I'd ever seen, and I wanted to play violin. And so luckily they were very nice, and they were like, sure, Travis, you can play violin, whatever, we'll try it out, you know. And um, so I started playing violin in fourth grade, and it was, it was fun, and um, my orchestra teacher in fifth grade, um, she, I believe she needed a cello player more than anything. And so she convinced me that it was my idea to play the cello. <laughs> and, uh, I, I really think that's what happened because there were no kids in the, in the group that played cello and maybe she saw some, some potential there and she's like, okay, this kid's going to be a cello player. Cause she also was a cello player as it turns out. Um, so she convinced me to play cello. And so then I started playing cello and it, and honestly, I really liked it better than violin. So, um, so I just kept with it and I've always loved it. So I, you know, I played through orchestra and, um, all that kind of stuff through, through middle school and into high school and, uh, kind of got burned out on it a little bit. Um, that's kind of a machine, you know, with, with kids and, and classical music and the lessons and the okay. auditions. And, um, I kind of got burned out on the machine and I ended up actually stepping away um, in college and, uh, I did not major in music. So I, uh, majored in business and I started playing, uh, guitar and, uh, electric bass and kind of did some different things. And, and then after college got back into cello. So that's kind of how, that's kind of my journey. I still play a little bit of bass and stuff like that. Mandolin. So. Interesting. You know, it's, it, it's wild to think that, that the foundation at a young age of music can take you into number one different avenues different music uh different instruments um but also lead you kind of like you there 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 were times in different aspects of my life where when you do something for so long you do have to step away take that time away get burnt out not do it anymore and then come back to it and find that love for it um you know in retrospect there's just the uh how important it is for schools to have uh that exposure. Cause I mean, my parents just, they're just not into music the way I am, you know? Yeah. And if I had not had that exposure, I don't know. I mean, maybe I would have gotten it eventually, but, but that was such a perfect age to, to discover it, you know? Oh yeah. Um, I really am fortunate that that was a thing. I hope that that still goes on. I hope they still do that. I hope the Louisville orchestra still plays in, in schools. Cause that was so important to me. And, and, and maybe it only grabbed two kids that day, you know? Yeah. Um, but, but that certainly was like a kind of a, you know, seminal moment, I guess, in my... The orchestra came to my elementary school, and I was like, wow, I want to play the cello. That's the coolest thing. That's great. Thing. And they said, <laughs> no, you're well. too small. You no. have to play violin. So they put me I on I didn't violin. know that. No kidding? Yeah. Well, it's important. What That's really, really important. I, kids need to hear that. And I don't know what it was about that age. It just grabbed me so much. They played some stuff, and I was like, that is the coolest thing I've ever heard in my life. That's really funny. I feel like, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like a lot of kids maybe wouldn't pick the cello as like their favorite, like the one they pick out. Like, I don't know. I would pick like the violin. Truly, or, I didn't. I picked violin. Yeah, I guess, but yeah, I guess for, for you then little more. A yeah. little bit over here yeah. picked the cello. Like, I, I feel like cool. That's, She's that's cooler. Funny. So yeah, she picked cello. The cello actually, actually turns out cello is actually cooler. Oh, it's a beautiful instrument. Yeah. I have a feeling Myra could probably play it. I was going to say the yeah, same thing. I bet you could let play a little bit of everything. <laughs> yeah, it'd be crazy. Some box stuff or something. 
And you, that's what you two cellos, two saxophones. You'd be really. <laughs> I tell you what, uh, fourth was it like fourth grade ish? Yeah. Did? All right. So I remember 10 and, and years I old. Think that fourth grade is the first year, and you guys may know that you are allowed to play the saxophone. Um, I believe it was fourth grade for me. Why is that it? <laughs> it could be. Yeah. It, you, there was an age where you're allowed. Like it's you're finally, I guess, grown enough to play the sax because before that's because that, they sound like a lawnmower. You don't have the diaphragm. Well, the play. thing about the thing about string instruments is you can start kids younger because you can shrink the instruments and they can yeah, still play with size, with. Yeah. There's some physics things going on with reed instruments that they have to be a certain size. Uh, so kids have that's to gr- kids so have to grow sense. they have to grow into the instrument more so and you can shrink a violin down to like a, a third size and you can teach three and four year olds how to play and you can't do that with the, with just, the saxophone you just logically blew my mind yeah and that's I why it was more of a parent role no sorry you have to be thirty to play the drums your own place it's physics and like where the you know the holes on the instrument are and stuff it has to be a certain length to make a sound you know that makes that makes a lot so much more sense. Huh. Your hands have to be so Right, right, right. Yes, the hands, because yeah, the holes have to be a certain space or your hands have to be a certain size. Another exactly. reason Myra had to play the violin. Your hands were too little for the cello, weren't they? They're still know. too little. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you could figure it out. You could probably play the double bass if you needed to. Boom, boom. I, I, could, I could see it now. So, you know what? Uh, a lot of times, a lot of times when we do this podcast, and this is just kind of uh, thinking out loud, there is a, a bunch of things that I can kind of grab and look at and uh, watch on YouTube or listen to on Spotify. There's not a lot out there that I heard from Grackle. Um, I think actually Brad sent me. Did I send you the You YouTube? did not. No, I tried I to find to. kind of find I you all. I meant to send you the, the video of a, a video of you all playing, uh, I guess, live. I'm not 100% sure what it was. It was a like, I don't know, 20 or 30. What'd you send him? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure. Uh, was I, it like I'll, looking in a barn area, like on a stage? No, it was, it was kind of like in a studio. It was real backlit white. Oh, uh, that's the thing the trio did. The trio. Yeah. Was oh, trio. okay. Yeah. Also in Fairdale. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we, uh, we, we connected did. with the guy who was doing sort of this uh, short-lived podcast, and uh, and uh, he filmed us and recorded Oh, us. that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, it looked good, but... Uh, yeah, that 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 was li- literally the only thing. I think I found some Greckle on Spotify and listened to it, wondering what I was listening to. It was not you all. Isn't that cool that we like completely under the radar, radar and no one knows about us? Isn't yeah, that awesome. Well, you know, we, should, had, we could probably do a little better. That's why we're here, though. Well, the thing is, <laughs> well, it's always uh, it's always surprising and it's always a pleasant surprise because you know you don't know what you're gonna get. Especially the way we we did it this time, you know, uh, are, are doing it now where you come in, you play your songs and um, you just, there there's no, we know what you sound like immediately. We're in this little room, this intimate space. So, uh, and it was awesome. Like, like Earl talked about earlier, just the, the mix with the strings and the, the interesting um, Dynamics number one, the musicianship, the the choices with the melodic um, chord structure and things like that. It, it makes it's very very interesting. So when you come in, you finally get to hear it in in true form and get a true feel for what it is. It just it's almost I almost enjoy 
coming in blind more than I know. I was going to say the same thing. Yeah. yeah, this is the first episode out of like 10 I've done that I hadn't listened beforehand. And it was really cool to come in yeah. and be like surprised because I've not done an episode where I didn't have a good time. So it's cool to come in and just hear what kind of without knowing what I'm getting into. Yeah, it definitely happens less than, uh, these days. But yeah, to, to really come in, like you kind of said, it is cool to not have something out there you need to put something out there. There was, there was a little good. bit of tongue in cheek there. Yeah, yeah. Definitely, <laughs> it's a little bit yeah. too We've released good. two albums. Um, yeah. we, have, we do have two albums out there, and they're on Spotify Where? and Apple to Music and all Why that. I, I, yeah, I we had a tough time finding find them. Yeah, yeah I did. Grackle Trio? Grackle. Grackle. With the A. Maybe you had the, the spelling? No, nope. I said like Grackle, Grackle like the bird. Early. That's what I found. It was Grackle. I listened to Grackle. That's what I was listening to earlier. Those are a bunch of posers. Grackle like the bird. Yeah, this is Grackle like the bird. I was going to ask where the name like what it, it was. Yeah, it so, comes cool. from the bird. Um, and when we were thinking about a name, uh, it, it made a lot of sense because we were sort of bounce. You know how bands like are trying to, you know, they're bouncing around this name, that name. And uh, someone in the band, you know, said Grackle. And well, what does that mean? It's like, it's a noisy bird that's actually more colorful when you start to look closely at it than it is. It looks just like a black crow, but it isn't. It's kind of smaller and it glows in the sunlight. And I don't know, it just seemed like, oh, it's got all these like subtleties to it. Yeah, that'll be our mascot. We'll go there. We'll do that. <laughs> Perfect. And it's good to know you all have stuff before you go. I'm going to have to make sure I find the right yeah, no <laughs> kidding, right one man. of you all on really... Spotify because I want to listen to the recorded stuff. Yeah, yeah, I do too. Especially now that I've heard it live, like I want to hear. So but where I'm did you play cello on a lot of it though? What are you playing? That's right. What are you playing? I'm a I'm a newer addition, so yeah. I'm I'm not on the recordings. We're gonna I'm gonna be on the new album though. Yeah, we're right. Working well, on a new album. <clears throat> I guess we need to start then. Uh, let's go back to the beginning of Grackle. Um, when did the band form in its beginnings? So I would pin the start date of Grackle to about 2016. Okay, wow. And I had a a backlog of songs that I wanted to record. I had the idea of releasing a solo album and had a a buddy that I'd played with, um, a drummer named Jeff Gard. Uh, And Jeff is one of the first people I met when I moved to Louisville in 2006. And Jeff's a wonderful drummer. I invited him over and said, let's, let's record some of my stuff. And, and he's always game. He's still our drummer. He's still our drummer. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Just to be clear. Yeah. 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 And so we started recording and it was like, oh, this is like coming together beautifully. Like I, I don't want to just record. I like, let's play live. Let's put it together. And so we found ourselves a bass player and we performed for a while as a trio with piano, primarily keyboards, uh, bass and drums. And we played out and, uh, it was the first time I'd ever played in a trio format, and I, I like it. Trio formats are cool. It's lots of space, and you can spread your wings, and you can do pretty much anything. Um, but then we kind of like, well, we need we need something to fatten our sound out. And so we started started the, the long, painful process of auditioning guitar players. And I, I'm not making this up. This is not an exaggeration. We, ex- we auditioned and jammed with 14 different guitar players. One after another, they came in. Some of them lingered longer than others. Um, a couple times we thought we'd found the person who'd be in the band, um, but th- it just never kind of took. And I don't know if it was like lots of E flat chords or like the stuff was being written on piano. <laughs> I don't know what it was, but the guitar players just, they either weren't working or they, they hated it and they eventually <laughs> departed. And so at some point um, we got the idea of, well, you know, maybe that's the wrong angle. Maybe what we need is not guitar. We need something else. 
And I looked online and I found a person who had their profile on like Bandmix or musicians.com. I can't remember the name of the place. Mm-hmm. Bandmix who plays saxophone and violin. And I was like, oh. so I reached out and I met Myra. And it's a good um, reach out. It was a great reach out. It's very, <laughs> I'm learning this right now. Oh, you're having this story. <laughs> this is, oh, this is, this is part of canon. You need to know that. I didn't know this. No. The, the I just thought universe. you guys knew each other. Huh? No, no, we, we didn't know each other. So we invited Myra in and not only did she play those instruments beautifully, she played flute, she played uh, ukulele, she plays guitar, like you just name it. She, she, she intuitively understands almost pretty much any instrument you'd put in her hands. She can put up a tent, she can light a fire with uh, cotton balls and, and, uh, well wishes. I mean, Myra <laughs> can. can do everything. She, yeah, she's really talented. Um, so Myra joined the band, and we found our sound. Like that was that was awesome, awesome to have Myra in the band. And so we started gigging more with Myra. And they were like, "Oh, we need some. We need like a counterpoint to Myra." And so we started looking for um, another string player, and we found a cellist. And um, the cellist was really, really nice and cool. And we, we worked with her for a while. And she was on the second album. Myra, Myra was on the first album. She was on the second album. Is that right? You were on the first no, album? On oh, okay. We had released the first album without Myra, then met her. Um, and so there was like keyboard violin and I played some saxophone uh, on the first album. So it was great to have Myra on the second album. Um, but that person really was not um, as interested in what we were doing. And then I'm in this other, I'm sorry, I'm getting long-winded here, but this is the story of the band. So then um, I'm in a Pink Floyd recreation Ah. called The Dark Side of the Wall. And we've been playing for years and years, usually once a year. And in 2017, 19, 19, it was 19. 2019, we we played a show um, and we brought in, we, we not brought in, but we basically engaged an orchestra to play with us. Something I always wanted to do. And I was in a group called Orchestra Enigmatic, which was a group with a, a so much potential, but it, it didn't exactly pan out uh, due to lots of circumstances. But there, there, there might be some stuff out there that we recorded. It's, um, but we we did all kinds of like, um, you know, we did like a Bjork show that probably was the pinnacle of our of our <laughs> yeah, and the radio cool. and the ra- we did a radio that, show that was awesome. and, and we did we and we did a bjork show that was that was absolutely killer and it was at this space in uh germantown and um that was such a cool night but anyway i'm not going to digress but anyway we did a, a collaboration with a collaboration with dark side of the wall yeah and it was it was spectacular and I, steve wrote the arrangements which I'd never written arrangements for an orchestra before. So I had to learn how to do that. I mean, I knew how to sort of play on my MIDI keyboard and have it transcribed. And I knew enough about music to be dangerous and, uh, and wrote out the score for two and a half hours worth of music, which is pretty insane to have taken on. That's an That's a, that is it, like it was really a lot. Wild. Yeah. It was almost like if you've seen the movie Amadeus, it was almost like my requiem, you know, it was like being uh-huh. haunted at night by these string parts. Um, <laughs> But it was a great show. It, was a, it, it turned out fantastic. The whole concert's on YouTube if you want to look it up. And um, But I met Travis through that. That's the whole point. So there. yeah, I was one of, I don't know, how many were there? Like 17. Yeah, 17 people in the group. Uh, I think there were two cellos, and but it was a lot of string players and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Wind players. Yeah. So we had we had bassoon and we had we had the we had the reeds and the, we yeah, had the reeds we had the reeds and the strings and those and, the and, and brass. Yeah, it was great. That is dope. That's, yeah, that, I, that would be really yeah. That'd be so uh, fun. Yeah. The, yeah. Show. yeah. I was at the last I think Dark Side of the Wall show. Aaron called me and had a ticket, and we were literally oh, yeah. in the front row. Like we were in the first row, and that's a cool production. Also, I mean that's an awesome show. When was that? 
Uh, was it last? The last one was 2023. It was like February or March at the Brown Theater. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was awesome. It was awesome. Yeah, front row. It so was the cool. year we did it, was that 2019? 2019. 2019. So we, so we did it at the Brown Theater in 2019. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's, yeah. How I, that's how I ended up meeting Steve. Yeah. A little aside here. This is just another thing. But we, we had one dress rehearsal with the orchestra and the, <laughs> the band in my basement. So we had... Nine people who were in Dark Side of the Wall, including the three background singers, sax player, core band, and then we had the seventeen string players. We brought chairs in a different room. In a different room, basement. Well, the basement's not. We were in a different room, so it was it was interesting. We had like a monitor, but we were in different rooms. Yeah, playing with. And there's a conductor. God, there's a conductor. Uh, Joe Dunn, by the way, shout out Joe Dunn, amazing conductor. And so he was hearing sort of the and just led us through the whole thing wow. so we had one rehearsal and then we played at the brown and i tell you it went it went darn good it did yes it was good it and, was really fun and for me to, to have met travis it was like triple bonus so um it wasn't short it wasn't long after that that we invited um maybe a year or so that we started really thinking about a, a cello player a new cello player we invited travis in and that's um that's really where we got the core instrumentation uh and then michael langford um Stepped in on bass about six months ago. Uh, replaced our bass player, and that's that's the band that's working on the album now. So you are currently working on something. Yeah, working on an album with uh, how many? We got about thirteen songs um, in various states of completion. All of them have drums down. It was more completed until the data loss incident of uh, oh, 20, no. 2022. Oh. <laughs> that's like makes my stomach hurt to think oh, about everybody listening oh. please know all Back up your hard stuff. drives fail <laughs> all hard so drives so we sort of had to start fail. over it wasn't oh, it was man. nowhere near done but, but yeah we, we had we had a lot of tracks yeah. and we got to start over but it's okay it's gonna be good it's better so y'all recording it yourself so yeah I have a recording studio Steve is um, Steve is a very I'm, I, he's a fountain of knowledge on recording I, I try to learn something every time I go over there man I could not admit, yeah, I've, I've it, lost, it really hurts. It really, really does. It, I, I even like I've just like demos at the house that I've had crash, and you're like, oh god, like and it, to do a any part of an album, I would, yeah, oh, I'd be lost so all that and lost like a lot of other things. Oh um, yeah, yeah, I'm it sure. was just it was stupid, stupid. You stupid. really start weighing the cost of uh, the the forensic data recovery. Oh, I he tried. It. I did it. Did. I spent like twelve hundred dollars trying to get work. it recovered, and it was one of those like, oh, we can recover ninety four percent. You were six percent. Uh, I was this. I was just. Yeah, I am the the poster child for back up your dang files. Uh, puke. Puke. Vomit. Yep. Anyway. Oh my god. It's go, It's gonna be better now. Speaking of Brent, really. we're still good on room over on that uh, computer. All right, sweet. Nothing stop. That happened a couple weeks ago. Back up everything and then erase. Yeah, that's tough, man. Like big time. I. It. Oh. So it's gonna happen. What uh, you know, just kind of listening to the stuff that that you guys come up with. What is the like growing up and even now? What do you listen to? What's your inspiration? What do you? What is the type of music? Is there a ter- certain type of music that you gravitate towards? Um, how do you get to where we come up with the sound of grackle? We're probably all come from different places, I would yeah. say. Well, let's hear it. Yeah, <laughs> talk about, let's talk hear about it. your influences. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I listen to, you know, everyone says they listen to everything, but I, I listen to, um, you know, I started with a lot of classical stuff and um, classic rock. Say that was probably my childhood. It was classic rock and classical music. And then um, I kind of got into, um, 
like the Grateful Dead and Fish and like, you know, okay. improvisational jam band kind of stuff. And um, in my adult life, I'm kind of getting into more kind of noise and experimental stuff that annoys my other bandmates a lot. <laughs> um, I'm kind of just, I listen to a lot of different things, but I'd say that's some, somewhere between Grateful Dead and noise. <laughs> interesting. Very interesting. Myra? Well, my mother uh, took care of all the classical basses for me, um, you know, Bach to Mozart and everything in between. And then my dad was the opposite end of the spectrum of classical rock. So I, I love it all, and it's kind of just according to what mood I'm in as to what I listen to. So, All right, so if you're picking me up right now at my house to go to a gig, what are you listening to? What's in the car? What's What's on right now? It depends on my mood. Bluegrass, well, classic a, rock. You, you, evidently, you got to drive down this hill. I'm going to go out there. I'm a sucker for bluegrass. Classical. Yeah. I'm a sucker for some blue, bluegrass myself. That's a, that's pretty much all I do these days is pick around a little bit. I got stuck. I got stuck in a bluegrass uh, rut there for a minute. So what's your favorite bluegrass stuff? Um, and do you do a lot of fiddle playing? Do you do a lot of fiddle tunes and stuff like that? I have. Um, I, I went to. I used to live in Alabama, where the uh, uh, Fiddlers Convention is held. Oh no, year. kidding! So yeah, so I will go down there, and, and you just walk up to any group of farmers that are playing, and you just jump in and start playing, and it's all over the uh, Athens State College and all over the campus, which is that's a really neat kind of outlet. Just and you just if you get tired of that group, then you just walk over to a different group and. The battlest fiddling them. farmers in the South, my man. <laughs> you know, that would be amazing. Yeah, I lived in Alabama for three years. So. Whereabouts? What part? Yeah. Uh, Athens. Athens. Yeah, where okay. they hold the Fiddler's Convention at. That's crazy. I lived in Auburn for a couple <clears throat> years, so. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So we had a group on, uh, I cannot remember their name, but they were from Athens, and they were coming up when, uh, when R.E.M. and... Who's the other Athens group that's uh, B-52s. B-52s? Alabama Shakes. Nope. No, they're, they're, they're they were coming Athens, up Georgia. at the same time. At the same time as those guys. And at the, yeah, Georgia. Yeah, I'm thinking Georgia, not Alabama. Where's Athens, Alabama? It's about 17 miles over the state line. No kidding. So it's right in the north. So like by uh, what's what's the where's, where's the rocket Huntsville? Yeah, yeah. Huntsville. Yeah. It's fifteen yeah. minutes from the rocket. Okay. They took the oh, rocket okay. down, by the way. Did they what? really? Oh no! That rocket's been there for at least fifty years, and they That's took it down. I bullshit! Not yeah. I need to sign a petition. What in the little hell side note? Breaking about? news. Well. Is there a petition <laughs> that can be signed about this rocket takedown? <laughs> what is this? They hate NASA. Yeah, this has changed the whole mood of the podcast. This is now, ridiculous, you guys. Mara, why did you not tell us this sooner? I don't know. You let me talk. <laughs> when did this happen? Oh, about a month ago. Uh, a month ago, I knew this I told was you breaking, breaking news. It really is breaking, breaking news. news. Yeah. This is disgusting. They I'm said it structurally wasn't sound anymore, so they had to take oh, okay. it down. okay. Well, can they I think they're going to replace it with something, but I don't know what. It better be a rocket, Myra. I'll let them know. Statue I'll put in a good mark. I will, I will <laughs> not drive down 65 again. From, uh, no, I'll protest that whole highway. I will go... A different way, seventy-five south, somewhere south. That's ridiculous. Seriously, I love that rocket. That is a childhood staple of mine. Driving by that on the way to Dustin, Florida, even stopping by there and looking up and be like, "Why is there a rocket in Alabama? Did anybody else ever think that? Why in the world? I get it now, but it was just yeah, as weird. a kid, yeah, I was like, uh, like uh, Tennessee. Now we're in Alabama. 
<laughs> Why is there a rocket here? Anyway, damn it, man. That's really disappointing. It broke my heart, Myra. Golly. Damn it, Myra. Sorry. Steven. Yes, sir. So, Some I should say Steve, not Steven. I feel like I just scolded I, I you. I respond. Did I just scold you? No, I didn't mean no, to. Steven's fine. Okay, Steven's Steve. fine. So uh, what about you? What, what? Um, uh, so I was driving over here today, and I was listening to the band Cabin. Um, okay. Local okay. band, which I really enjoy. And that gives you, like, I love radio. Okay. And that kind of style of sort of moody indie rock. Um, kind of cut my teeth on progressive rock. The uh, first album I ever bought on vinyl was Kansas Left Overture. And if you know that album, it's kind of like, how old was I when I got that? Maybe like 12, 13. And that album basically says that you can create music that does anything, like goes anywhere, like, forget rule i mean i guess there's rules or whatever but it just it shattered them for me long songs epic arrangements soaring vocals a violin player in a rock band i mean this whole it really had a profound impact on me and it was a gateway drug to uh older genesis with peter gabriel king crimson yes um van de Graaff generator um some some of those kinds of like Rush, some of those kinds of bands in the seventies. I really dug it, and that kind of music is is survived. Like it is, yeah. it is not gone. It's not just a seventies thing that came and went. And uh, and I've continued to follow bands that um, have sort of followed that particular muse, um, and uh, and it just has influenced. I think my listening, and then it permeates some of my writing. I think, um, but what I really got out of a lot of those bands is just the. Um, the fact that um, you can create music without without a you know sketch pad, if you will, without you know color by numbers, and that um, is as long as you are feeding your muse and um, following you know your inclinations, um, there there are things that to be discovered and found uh, and uncovered, and I, that's just been a, a motif for mine in my writing. All right, man. I think you know what time it is, Earl. Yes, yeah, time for some questions. Um, <laughs> we have the dead question. Yeah, now yeah, yeah, you got <laughs> some yeah, questions. I, yeah, some new. Yeah, these are. This is. Uh, these are Brad's questions. Weston's questions. Okay, uh, I'm filling in, so I get to do them. And the first one I think is everybody's favorite. And Myra, we'll start with you. What's just a non-music thing about you that you want people to know? And it can be something simple. It can be something just like a fun fact or a hobby. I know it's a not everyone's favorite question. <laughs> <laughs> I'm guilty of having a hobby um, where I dig in the dirt all day because I like to metal detect everywhere. Oh, so I'm wow. always digging up neighbors' yards. What's the best thing you found? Really? I found a wedding ring on the beach about a year ago, and it had an, uh, uh, two initials in it and the last name. And I was able to track them down on Facebook, and I sent Shut it wow. to them. Yeah. Wow. Nah. Uh, so like, that was fun. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, and be like, for five hundred bucks, I'll give you your ring back. That's always a good message to send. Right, so no. messing with no, you. No. I've got, I've, I've got a good story. Brent, you might not. I, you might. All right. So, my brother used to live in my house, and it's just right down the road here. I mean, and and you know, up on this, it's it, there. There's no telling what you can find up here. But anyway, his. He had family members, in-laws that that would metal detect. They love metal detecting, so they'd come out on his on, on his now my property, which is you know just flat land, and they'd metal detect. And his neighbor one morning after a night of drink, 
after a night of drinking in the garage with uh, him and another guy, they pulled up and they saw the guy's metal detector and they put it in reverse and they backed up in my brother's driveway. And then they reached down and they grabbed a handful of coins and they threw it out the window and then they took off driving and they left. It was the grossest. I wasn't there, but my brother was pissed. He's like, man, that's so disrespectful. He thought it was disrespectful. I just want to let you know it wasn't funny, but it's it's pretty funny. <laughs> I think it's funny. <laughs> and my neighbor is a, a retired um art teacher, elementary art teacher. He was probably retired at that point in time. So it's hilarious to think that we'll just assume that it was his friend that did it. Anyway, sorry about that. Steve. <laughs> um, so something about me, um, I am, uh, I have a, a COVID hobby that I picked up that is oh. uh, occupying a lot of my attention and energy and that is astrophotography. Oh, cool. So really? A, yeah. You, like you, does that take hours and days? Like how does that work? Yeah. So a lot of it is me in my driveway at night with my telescope, um, enjoying just the night sky very peaceful and capturing images of different sorts of things. And then I uh, bring them in and process them when it's cloudy and, and then share them out on social media. So and, this is kind of, I can edit this out if you want me to. Do you live close to city? Is there it's close a, to like not great uh, in terms of the, I've got streetlights and I'm in a neighborhood with it's, it's not great for stargazing, but there are ways around that in terms of filters you can throw into your, your telescope and um and i just enjoy that that's a it's a very solitary kind of hobby um and creates sort of peace and center for me that's very very really cool. neat yes that i mean very, space very is cool. is really cool so space is cool. It's, yeah it's yeah it's not the simple way to put it but it's, it's really cool yeah well just space. things like the stuff that they're coming not only amateur photographers doing what you do the the images they can capture but oh yeah like the the big images that they're getting or oh yeah some of the stuff that i'll get high and look at those yeah, what's coming out of the web <laughs> <laughs> what's coming out of the web and what's been out of the hubble for the yeah. last decade and a half it's oh, just yeah. uh, it's just mesmerizing it's, it's so cool it's yeah crazy. what about you travis well um I guess, you know, so I guess the, my, I don't know. <laughs> um, I, <clears throat> I have a family business is, is a elevator contractor. So I'm a fourth, really? gen, I'm a fourth generation elevator, really um, elevator person, elevator man. That's pretty so, awesome, actually. So I'm your elevator fact person. I guess that's the... You know everything about Everybody this. needs uh, an <laughs> elevator guy, so make sure to keep that in mind. Yeah, no kidding. Oh, I got a guy. Now you know the guy that does it. That's pretty awesome, actually. Yeah, I think that's a fun I know. Fun I know. Fact. I have a friend... Uh, it's a cool industry, it is. It's yeah, fun. I have a friend it's, that, it's that does that for a living. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Um, you may actually know him because it's probably a pretty small industry. It is. It's very point. much... It is very much a... Um, we joke about it. It's called the... Um, <laughs> the FBI method, friends, brothers, and in-laws when it comes <laughs> yeah. to elevators. So it seems like everybody knows everybody. Yeah, I tried to get out. I was like, come on, dude, just let me, just hire me. Get me hired. <laughs> I got a good job, but I'd rather come do something like that. The the attraction was he worked nine to like regular hours. Yeah. Like, oh, Saturdays, you got Saturdays off? Let me come work for you, man. All right, what's the number two there, buddy? Yeah, next question. This one's definitely more fun, and you can either answer this as a band or if you just want to do it individually, because I know you all have been playing a while. Uh, 
tell us like a nightmare gig or a funny or interesting experience you've had at a gig that uh, you'd like to share. You don't have to share names if you don't want, but you, we always love names if you have them. <laughs> <laughs> so, so this isn't a grackle story, but this is a terrible gig story. You want to hear it just yeah. that? Yes. Oh, it doesn't oh, no. matter. Yeah. Any, any bad story. So stories. this is, this goes to, back we to the beginnings of uh, dark side of the wall. And, and we'd put a lot of effort into getting this thing going. And uh, our first couple of shows were at a, a venue called Coyotes. Y'all remember oh, that? Oh, yeah, dude. Remember Coyotes? So we played oh, our first yeah. couple of shows there. And so I think it was our third show, um, third year, uh, maybe second year. And um, we we had put, like I'd been going to the venue all week long and we'd been hanging, hanging stuff. And I mean, we put tons of effort into this and our rehearsal schedule was insane. So we were excited and we had a good turnout. Like we, we went to perform and it, there was a packed room. It was awesome. And we had in-ear monitors for the first time, which we hadn't used before. And um, we had a, our own engineer in the corner who was giving us a glorious, glorious in-ear mix. It was beautiful. I was in the middle of the mix. Everybody was. And we were just performing our brains out. It was awesome. But unbeknownst to us, while we were sort of in this audio bliss, our sound engineer was doing shots. Uh, and not just, you know, like the enjoyable cocktail we've had, but kind of way above and beyond. Um, shots. And it shots, was shot, shots, 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 but um, he got belligerent, and at some point, the sound started to suffer. So one of our friends went up to the sound guy and said, hey, listen, could you do whatever? I don't know what he asked for, but it was something that was not happening for the audience in the, in the mix. And the guy got enraged, and he went over to the board, and he just randomly turned every button and fader on the board. <sighs> and we're just jamming along to, I don't know, something off Dark Side of the Moon probably, as serene and peaceful as you could be. And the system's screaming, and the people are holding their uh. ears and whatnot. And it, it ended up being a disaster that almost like... You know, people laughed and it was just, it was terrible. He fought the bouncer, got, you know, oh did not get God. arrested. Damn, should have been arrested. Yeah. Bouncer, you know you're yeah, <laughs> you know, so um, that was like, and, and that's just the worst gig I've ever had because it was just, you know, the the result of just foolishness and, and whatnot. And we, uh, we, we basically said the band is done. And fortunately um, it, it wasn't, we kind of had a chance to recover and do it again, but that, is unparalleled. I've never had a terrible, worse yeah, experience than like somebody. It's or, crazy how a sound person really makes or breaks a show. Like oh I was at a little God. festival this weekend where the sound was just like bad the whole really? weekend. It, it was just, yeah, it was Oof. horrible the whole time. And I was like, man, this sucks. Like it, whoever they hired were just like, it was bad. Really? Yeah. It was like Nick Jamerson played and it was, uh, it would have been like, if you'd have just heard him out in the world, you wouldn't have probably even paid attention to him. It was, it oh. was bad sound. And it, it's oh. crazy. It's unfortunate because it can make a great person. Make, sound oh, it makes oh, yeah. it. Like I played baseball growing up, and always it's equated to like a catcher. A really good catcher makes you feel sure. like a good pitcher, and a really bad catcher makes you look like shit. And it's like very much the same with yeah. the sound man. A really good band, and yeah. like as a musician, I feel like you can watch a show with bad sound and still know that they're like rocking. But if you don't know, I don't know how many times I've been to a show with bad sound and people go, this band fucking sucks. And I'm like, no, like yes. they're good. Yeah, like they're the, awesome. the sound is shitty, but they're a good band. Like yeah. I. It, yeah, it was a rough uh, weekend. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Thought a fun time, but the sound was horrible. So, yeah. 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 You know what? Good times can uh, be negated 
Yeah. But fortunately, Grackle guys. hasn't had, we haven't had an experience like you know, with the malevolent yeah. spirit yeah. or anything like yeah. that. Um, you know, we've had good sound people and, and folks that are, you know, not as good. Um, but along with my message to people listening to please back up your files uh, <laughs> is to, you know, hug and appreciate your sound engineer. Oh, no doubt. Like, Find your best sound engineers and yes. hang on to yeah, them. Hang on. Kiss their ass. <laughs> yes. 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 Yeah. They, are, they are worth every penny and probably worth a lot more than they get paid. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's nothing like a good sound person that you can just know that when you're up there. Cause, like, kind of like your story, I don't, I've done shows too where like the stage mix is great. And then people after go, well, you couldn't hear anything. And they go, what? Yeah. Like, it sounded awesome up on stage. And then it really kind of kills your mood if you feel like you did well. And then you, everyone tells you it sounded like shit. <laughs> but yeah. Well, uh, did everyone have a story or is that the one that I can, I mean, I can, I can give you, I can't, I don't, I can't top that story, but I can, <laughs> I can tell you, <laughs> I, I can, can tell you one that was, I found quite humorous. Um, this was some years ago. It was a, uh, I get hired to do just, you know, just random gigs. And so sometimes I play a lot of church services, especially around the holidays. So, um, this was just a random, um, one of those Christmas Eve situations so it's like a christmas eve nighttime service they're usually very crowded oh yeah and there's almost no rehearsal time so you're sight reading and it's a little bit of high pressure but but i mean i'm used to it it's not a big deal um but this particular one we get there and it was me and it was another violinist that i know and love and she's very good and then this other violinist came that i had never seen or heard of and I immediately was taken aback. She was wearing these um, these very big earrings and uh, like a very high turtleneck. And you cannot play violin wearing very big earrings and a very high turtleneck. It's not possible. It's just not possible. Um, so I was looking at her like, that's alarming, but we'll see how this goes. And then we proceeded to start the the service, and like I said, it was me and this other um, another lady that that I really like, and she's an excellent player. And the two of us, so when you have a trio, a string trio, there's nowhere to hide. Yeah, no. Yeah. Um, so the two of so the so I know the audience. I don't know what they were thinking, but 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 it made every but this one person who I I honestly to this day I don't remember her name. I don't know if she's ever touched the violin before or after. <laughs> um, <laughs> And and we just sounded terrible, and uh, and there was an organ that could luckily cover us up some, you know, and and it was just like I I've never seen anything like it this day or since. It was almost like someone had called her and she was like, "Yeah, I'll play violin today." I've never tried it. Yeah, before. Yeah, I'll give her a shot. Yeah, just to go and uh, and it was just such a crowded service. And normally, and it's relatively, you know, it's 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 usually like you know the hymns you've you're very familiar with and Christmas songs and that kind of thing. And um, it was very high stress, and and we, me and like I said, me and the the lady that I know that we still laugh about it every time we see each other. We're like, remember that one gig that we did? Palm sweat. <laughs> oh yes, <laughs> oh yes. It was a very sweaty. It was a very sweaty occasion. Uh, I was glad. I just ran to the car at the end. But yeah, that was very uncomfortable. But oh, yeah. what can you do? You know, we just we were there and we did it. And we left. <laughs> I'm just glad there was an organ player. <laughs> yes, luckily the organ player was louder than us, and I, he knew too. I mean, Good. he knew, so he pulled. Like, I got it. Yeah. No pun intended. Pulled out all the stops. <laughs> no. Nah, got anything? No. That's good. Not, yeah. Well, I'll go on to the last question. Then I know. Uh, Steve, you kind of answered this one already, but what is the last local artist that you've listened to? It can be local, like to the city. It can be more regional if you don't listen to tons and tons of really local stuff, but just like a local artist that's the last one you've listened to. And you can start if you want, Myra. I listened to Villa Muir. Oh, oh yeah. 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 They're awesome. Yeah. yeah. I saw Colin the other day. Like, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. good yeah, dude. Yeah. Best. 
cool band. Yeah, other than Cabin, um, shout out to a band called Smothered in Bush. Smothered in Bush. Smothered in Bush. It's an all-female band. We got to play with them. They do Bush covers. Bush covers. They're like a Bush, like a female Bush tribute band. That's how they started. That's the best band name in the history of cover band names. It is. This is four women who who rock. And what they what they really did that kind of blew my mind is when they play the Bush songs, which they did great, but when they do their originals, their originals really kick ass. Right on. Really good band. So um, that's that's shout out to Smothered in Bush. Uh, for me, uh, I'll, I'll shout out to Sad Black Lab. Oh, love yeah. Sad Black Lab. I just, they, they, just I, saw them. I played with them uh, at the Tom Waits tribute thing last night, and uh, they're great. They and, are uh, killer. That guy's... They, oh, you oh, you got to get them in here, man. They Greg are is amazing. Greg, boy, and Emily, yeah, Emily, uh, Emily, Emily Miller, Miller on violin, yeah. and... Um, and Ellis, I can't remember. Yeah, Ellis Wald, yeah. Wald, yes. Waldell. Yeah, yeah, I think it is something like they're yeah, so they're, good. They I saw them all, on Friday. Yeah, they're so solid, and uh, mm-hmm. and I believe they're they're having a new album release on. Yep. Uh, I think it's November tenth. Yeah, every day are killer. They, yeah, they're it's so kind of it's eerie and like kind of spooky. Like it's like I feel like their season kind of right now. I love their sound. Is yes, it right is on. great. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Their new album is so like so. Emily played with me. She was in our group at the. Oh, cool. Emily's so nice. Yeah, I've known her for a little bit around open mics and stuff and she is I I tell her every time I see her because her playing every time she plays and I see her she's so much better than the time before and the time before was already great and I'm like damn Emily you can play the hell out of that she brings a lot to the table have you seen her like play and then sing something completely different while she's playing it's like it's crazy that she could split her like it's great it's really hard Yeah, I can barely I just strum and I can (laughs) barely strum I'm not very good at singing and playing either yeah Yeah, Yeah, that's a great band I'm glad you mentioned them they're one of my favorites in town like I know they're kind of out of Lexington a little bit but they're they're one of my favorite bands around awesome Really tight band. Noted. Yeah, you got to get them on here. So uh, for our listeners that want to either, you know, listen to you, like ourselves, like on Spotify, (laughs) (laughs) um, like come see you. Give us uh, where we can find you, where we can find your dates, where we can listen to you, all those things. So we have a website, uh, grackleband.com. And I think probably the place we keep most contact with folks is on Facebook. So if you look for Grackle Band, Facebook slash Grackle Band, you'll find every gig. You can follow us that way, not miss anything. We will um, promise not to sell your name to people selling things and, uh, (laughs) and just hit you up with like, this is what's going on with our band. All right, awesome. Yes, it's been it's been great. It's been great. Thank yeah, you. so good to meet y'all and hear your yeah. songs. It's been fun. Ditto. Awesome. Thank you for inviting us to this awesome space. Yeah, thank you. Thanks. Yeah, thank you guys.